Hello and welcome to Sound of Play.
Every Wednesday on Sound of Play, we bring you some of our and your favorite pieces from the many video game soundtracks we've enjoyed over the decades. And it's just me by myself in the show today. Uh, we're doing some listener requests with a few of um, some of my favorites thrown in as well. So we're just going to be listening to some music, probably less chatting than usual, but um, there might be a word or two to interject here and there. This uh, piece of music that we came in on was a really beautiful piece. That's the <laughs> that's the linking theme in today's show is music that is good to listen to. <laughs> I think you'll find that theme runs through all of the shows, except for the one where we played the dancing Han Solo song. <laughs> Anyways, this was a piece called Cliffside Quest by Matt Griffin. This was taken from Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. This piece of music kind of always stood out to me on the soundtrack because it the stage that it pairs with is very different than the rest of the impossible layer type of uh, courses. You know, most of them are kind of built off of uh, it's a very kind of Donkey Kong Country kind of game, uh, 2D side on side scroller platformer type of game um, where, you know, you're pr- primarily progressing from left to right with some uh you know, kind of platforming puzzle solving segments here and there to kind of spice it up. But mostly it's kind of a reaction speed and kind of critical thinking on the go, you know, full speed ahead uh, type of um, type of platformer. Um, This particular level was more of a almost kind of like a free roaming quest type of setup. You can choose to either go left or right from the um, from the beginning and you have to collect like five different gems And since each level has kind of like a transformed state as well, there's an additional five gems in the transformed version of the level. But anyways, there are different portions of the level that you can choose to engage with in any order and collect those gems, return them back to this kind of central point, and then that will kind of power up the exit to to the level. So I think in uh, in the level being so different than the rest, they wanted to produce a piece of music that does kind of more tell an arcing story. And I think this one does that really well. It's um, it's a very kind of evocative piece. It really kind of takes you on a journey and uh, communicates this kind of good natured, relaxed pace adventure, which is great. You know, the ukulele and the Impossible Lair soundtrack is, I would say, even a step up from the original ukulele soundtrack. Uh, it's... um. A really, really incredible uh, soundtrack if you're into, you know, kind of a David Wise type of sound. David Wise does contribute a few pieces, but it's really a couple of the newcomers, um, Matt Griffin among them, not newcomers, but, you know, names that are less familiar than uh, David Wise and Grant Kirkhope um, that ultimately contribute some of the real defining tracks. And I've already played um, one of, I mean, not one of like my favorite, like bar none, uh, which is, um, urban, uh, something to do with the city. <laughs> Sorry. I can't think of it off the top of my head, urban uprise or something like that, but it's an incredible piece of music, which you should listen to. But, um, I, I wanted to put this one forward as well. It's a very nice piece and it, um, it plays on the titular ukulele, which we don't get enough of. Let's go on to track two. This is a request from the forum coming from Gingertastic01, who says, I've been spending some of my lovely lockdown time jumping into the fantastic Octopath Traveler. It is typically not a genre of game I play very often, but I loved the look of it so much I decided to dive in, and am so glad I did as I'm absolutely loving it. One of the many aspects I'm enjoying so much is the music by Yasunori Nishiki. So I would like to request the main theme from the game. 
Yeah, this is uh, another one. It's a great soundtrack. This main theme is uh, really incredible. I mean, it starts off, you know, it has a a a hook, a tune that hooks you. Um, it has a nice kind of melody that, that leads you in, that makes you want to listen to the rest of it. But, you know, like any great um, orchestrated piece of video game music, it really uh, continues to build on it throughout the the piece and um, takes you on a journey again, an, an octopath journey. I have not beaten this game yet. I really need to get back into it. I, I really enjoy the time I spent with it, but I think I get, I have it on switch. I think I get bad habits when I'm playing this type of game on a handheld in that, like in a, in a JRPG, there tends to be a lot of kind of grinding um, necessitated. And so I tend to kind of like flip into like, Oh, this is a podcast game. I'll, you know, have it on in the background, run a few battles while I'm watching a movie or listening to a podcast or something like that. Um, but then, you know, there's enough kind of like dialogue and story interjections where, you know, if I'm already kind of like only half paying attention, then I could be missing out on some uh, interesting bits of the story, which, you know, I don't want to do that either. So I don't, you know, it's one of those where it's like in between being a full attention game and a half attention game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, anyways, maybe that's an entirely dismissive way to approach video gaming in general. And, uh, I, I really should just give everything my full attention, <laughs> but you know how it goes. Sometimes I, uh, play a lot of games <laughs> anyways. Um, I started off as the thief and boy, the, the town theme of the town that the thief starts off in is, uh, really something to behold just throughout the entire game. There's so much just incredible music you know, it's really hard to even pick favorites. So um, why not go with the main theme? This is the only piece of music that they will be assured that every player will have heard uh, other than the um, multitude of great uh, of great um, players with uh, hearing impairments. I, I don't mean to leave them out of the equation. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's uh, kind of an ableist way to approach this, but you know what I mean. You know, this is the, the title screen is the one thing that people can't skip over. <laughs> So anyways, let's listen to the main theme by Yasunori Nishiki from Octopath Traveler.
next one comes from Plabio from the forum who says, I don't know the game and therefore I definitely don't know the DLC this came from, but my word is this piece is hella strong. Spot the daddy music nod in there as well. Yes, yes, yes. This is a game that I could talk about forever. (laughs) In the same year that Super Mario Odyssey came out, another 3D platformer came out, which I loved just as much as Super Mario Odyssey. Like Super Mario Odyssey, a great game, but it is like it's it's polished, it's very good, it's inventive, but you know, it kind of it stays in its lane and it does its thing very, very well. A Hat in Time, on the other hand, this this is the game that we're talking about, was um it didn't have the same level of polish as Super Mario Odyssey, just you know, due to being in um unbelievably uh kind of an impressive large scoped 3d platformer indie game um wasn't as polished as mario odyssey but it was like 80 times more inventive um every level not even every level every challenge within each level has you doing something just so completely different it's almost like you're kind of swapping between genres the entire time so you know, players who who enjoy that kind of, uh, you know, frog fraction, thinking on your feet near, um, you know, near or near automata almost like, but when it kind of contained within a Mario 64 style platformer, um, this, is, uh, this is a great game to jump into. This is from one of the DLC packs, which as a Kickstarter backer of the game, I got for free, which is great. Um, this is uh, the DLC was um based off of the yakuza series of games which is hilarious and weird uh but basically you're um you're in this like very uh crowded metropolitan area that is being run by a cat yakuza which is just incredible it it varies as well it's it's way different from the rest of the game um you know, it's a lot more like this was when they introduced kind of like a almost like an MMO style online system. And so this level was kind of like built as a not as a hub, but as kind of like the type of level where you could have a lot of fun with other players as well. Um, naturally, this is still kind of like a game that, you know, obviously facilitates single player. So, you know, it's this level is is a great single player experience as well. But, um, you know, it's a yeah, it's um, it's a wild one. That's all I have to say about it. It's a Yakuza run by cats. So anyways, I had in time, highly recommended. Let's listen to a piece of music. This is Rush Hour by Pascal Michael Stifle.
next piece of music is a piece with a very interesting uh, little bit of history attached to it. <laughs> um, I've been doing these uh, history of video game music um, every uh, four or so sounds of play. Um, we've got another one coming up in another couple of weeks, um, but basically it's kind of like going through an entire year of video game history and playing selections from the soundtracks of the notable games released in that year. So coming up in a couple of weeks is the 1985 mix, and included in that is an a real oddity of a an arcade game produced by Sega, also released on the Master System, Mega Drive, and Mega CD, called Teddy Boy Blues, which was... It's a 2D platformer, you know, as you would expect from a lot of games of that era, but the name of the game was based on a pop song by um, pop singer Yoko Ishino, which um, you can find videos of online. But basically, they, almost like a proto-moonwalker in a way, um, the game's soundtrack is a, like a chiptune version of that song that just kind of loops throughout the game <laughs> um but yeah it's it's just weird that like the song was popular enough that they decided to make a video game based on the song <laughs> um and then the, the promotional posters were like the the artist's face and um it was just a, it was a strange little bit of video game music trivia so um needless to say the piece of music is uh quite catchy and good you know it's a acclaimed charting song in japan anyways um so yeah this is title main theme by yoko ishino from teddy boy blues Teddy Boy Blues. We're coming in with another piece requested from Richard from the forum who says, 
Maybe it's the current global climate, but I have been on a real 80s nostalgia escapism kick lately. Underneath Slayaway Camp is a sliding block puzzle game. However, the charm and attention to detail and the theming goes beyond mere tropes and really captures the essence of what it was like for me as a kid going to the video store and browsing the shelves of VHS horror tapes. This remarkable song, Love is Like a Machete, is an ode to the 80s power ballads, plays when you fail to finish a level, complete with a long credit scroll. That is Love is Like a Machete by New Truncheon from Slayaway Camp. from the forum, Colin says, Mirage plays on the level before the final boss, which is one of the game's infrequent hoverboard levels. The fast tempo adds to the sense of urgency as Klonoa moves along the narrow paths on his hoverboard, even during the short section where the windpipes are the main instrument. The creepy background voices and laughter add a sense of unease as you quickly approach the final boss's lair. Yes, this is Mirage by Kanako Kakino, Eriko Imura, Asuka Sakai, Yuji Masabuchi, Katsudo Tajima, Go Shina, Hiromi Shibano, and Kota Takahashi from Klonoa 2 Lunatis Vale. 
Yes, in honor of the Klonoa virus, let's go ahead and listen to a piece from one of the two games, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, called Klonoa 2. So there are two Klonoa 2s um, joining the uh, esteemed ranks of Hitman and Star Wars Battlefront. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I wish we would just kind of stop doing that, but here we are. Klonoa 2, Lunacy's Veil, Mirage. music is called Yakushi Village by Ray Kondo from Okamaden. I'm kind of surprised we've never featured a piece of music from Okamaden on uh, Sound of Play before. We featured um, pieces from Okami, obviously, but this is the DS spin-off sequel prequel in which you play as a um, kind of a chibi puppy version of Amaterasu and um, some of the game's characters. And it's... um. It's a, it's a real cute, uh, I've never actually played the game. I need to get my hands on it. It's a original DS game in 3D, and I know that those haven't always held up the best, but, um, yeah, gosh, I, uh, 
I do miss Okami. It's one of those that kind of sadly got lost in the mix uh, when um, when Platinum Games um, X Clover Studios ended up breaking away from Capcom, and just nobody else has really kind of taken on the mantle of what they were doing with um, Okami and Beautiful Joe. Uh, you got to see Okami, um, sorry, Okami Amaterasu in uh, in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three. Um, did not return for the next game though, but um, yeah, it's kind of few and far between that you get to see that um, that great sun god. And I feel like there was such a strong seed planted with Okami, um, a game that was uh, really kind of memorable, inventive, eye-catching more than anything, um, really fantastic and and really deep for what it was as a uh, kind of Zelda-like um, 3D RPG it felt like it was really kind of setting up for what could have been a pretty lengthy legacy of games. But um, yeah, unfortunately not. There was a kind of a uh, child of divorce in a way and um, ended up getting, getting kind of lost in things. I would love to see another Okami at some point, but I, I guess, what am I asking for? There is another Okami game that I haven't played as we are talking about. Um, so let's listen to a piece of music from Okamiden. This is Yakushi Village by Ray Kondo.
next is from Stalked by Cats from the Forum, who says, Brigador's soundtrack by Makeup and Vanity Set is simply stellar, but I feel like the whole 80s synthwave has been a little bit overrepresented on the podcast lately. Sorry. <laughs> Luckily, the soundtrack for Brigador Killers seems to be A, equally stellar, and B, having a bit more of a Quebecian industrial techno vibe to it. I don't really know what words mean. <laughs> which I doubt will ever be overrepresented. Yes, this is Kill Norman Osberger by Makeup and Vanity Set from the still-upcoming, presumably 2020 game, Brigador Killers, which I am not familiar with. It's a kind of three-quarters perspective game. Looks like there's some action, or I want to say RTS just because of the perspective, but I, I don't even know enough to say that. So look it up if this piece of music is to your liking. Um, it's coming out at least on PC, later this year. This is Kill Norman Osberger from Brigador Killers.
have one piece of music left to listen to today, but before we do that, we'd like to remind you to go over to our forum where you can request some additional pieces of music, some of your favorites, which we will play on a future show. We promise we will we will get to all of the community requests at some point, even if the final episode has to be a nine-hour podcast of nothing but requests back-to-back. We'll find a way to make it happen. Anyways, please do subscribe to this podcast as well as the others on the Canon Rinse Network. We have the Sausage Factory and Playwright, as well as Canon Rinse and Sound of Play. And if you've enjoyed the show, uh, please consider hopping over to our Patreon and helping out the entire collective. That is patreon.com slash Rinse. Anyways, this last piece is called, and this is going to be a bit of a hard one, <laughs> Mit Happy Place Nar Valden Star Brand Luis and the Ghost by Border Rimden. <laughs> I'm, I'm very sorry for all of that. I believe this is, it looks, it looks Dutch or Swedish or something like that. I'm going to guess. Um, it's from Ghost Giant, a game by Zoink, a VR game. So it was uh, came out 2019 on PS4 and PC. And um, you play as kind of a, a giant, um, a ghost giant, invisible to some, visible to others. And you can kind of interact with this miniature, uh, scaled to you anyways, world around you. And um, yeah, kind of have uh, positive effects on the lives of uh, the lives of the people that live there. Um, very kind of cute and wholesome game. So uh, let's listen to a piece of music. It's a lovely um, kind of, you know, quiet and thoughtful um, orchestral piece. So it um, might not be suited for those of you who listen to this in uh, in the car on your commute. But if you're listening listening to this contemporaneously with the release of the podcast, most of you are probably kind of holed up at home anyways. So commuting Probably isn't much of a consideration anymore, unfortunately, due to the aforementioned Klonova virus. Anyways, this is that long title again from Ghost Giant, and we'll catch you next week.
Thank you.